Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Dental Practice Heroes podcast. We're here on Monday, May 2nd. I had a great weekend. We actually spent most of the weekend at a cheer competition that was kind of cool, like for my oldest, my 11-year-old. And it was like a bracket thing. So it was like an elimination cheer competition with like three elimination rounds. And they ended up winning, which was really awesome. And they have a really good cheer squad. And this is like her jam. This is what she likes to do. And it's just so cool to see your daughter like just excel it's something that she really loves to work hard for something because it's just cool to see as a parent. So we had a good weekend there. I'm coming over another cold, man. I cannot get healthy. I don't know what the deal is. It's like everyone in my family is like, I don't know if colds, I swear for these past two months. And I'm just ready to like not be stuffed and be able to like talk without like clearing my throat a million times. Yeah. So if you hear it in my voice, that's what that is. You know, today I want to talk about like conflict resolution because I think this is a really important thing as a leader in running, running a practice, but also in life, like having difficult conversations. Like what if you were better at difficult conversations? I mean, you'd have better relationships. Your marriage could be better. You'd better uh, team dynamic. You'd be a better parent. You know, a lot of these difficult conversations like we're having with our kids, we're having with our spouse. So like, I guess what is a difficult conversation? Obviously it's, we need to think about these conversations that have logic. You know, these are where we're discussing something. We're coming up with solutions. There is a problem. But the problem is, is that most of the time, these things will get hijacked by our emotions. Just like we are emotional beings. We are human. And we don't always tackle these conversations gracefully. So I want to talk about a few things in this episode that I do at the practice. This is from my notes on a book called Crucial Conversations, which I think is a great book for everyone to read. So these are these are not my own original ideas, but some of them are, and I don't know which is which because I'm just looking at my notebook and I'm like, I'm going to talk about difficult conversations because I had a few, I've had a few come up in the past few weeks at my practice. We've been dealing with some things, but when I make decisions at the practice, I always try to include everybody. I want to get feedback from my team. I want to get feedback from them, and I want to hear what they think because not that they're ultimately making the decision. I will always like go into these conversations when I'm trying to come up with a decision. I'll say, hey. I want to get your feedback on this. I want to make sure I understand everything from your perspective. I'm ultimately going to make a decision, and it's a difficult one, but I just want to hear what you think. The thing is, is that people will resist ideas that they don't have any say in, that they haven't even like given their voice to. So I always want to like rehash. I say, this is the big picture. I'm looking for a solution for this. I want to hear your input. And I just have a conversation with my team members. It might be individually. It might be as a team. Usually, like when it's around more heated stuff, it's more individually because I think it's hard for people to feel safe talking when there's a hot issue in a group. So I'll do these individually. But I always ask them, you know, if you were in my position, what what would you do? What do you think I should do? You know, sometimes they'll tell you this and they'll say, well, I understand that that's, that's easy. But like, see this, like with, if I do that, I'm concerned that this, this and this might happen. And then we're trying to seek understanding. It's not so much defending your position as it is like just getting some feedback and some ideas and just addressing some issues because ultimately for people to be happy, you need to have effective communication. And that's so crux to being a good leader and having a great practice. So another thing I like to do before I go into these conversations, I always like to think about like, what do I want from this? What is my goal here? You know, using my goal as a solution and for people to feel heard and understood. But I was to go in there like, what do I want to avoid? And these are like the fear things. Like I fear that this person's going to think I don't value them. I fear that this person's not going to feel appreciated. So I always like to lead into these conversations with things like that if I'm concerned about that. I might say, 
I'm feeling nervous to have this conversation with you because I'm I'm worried that you might feel underappreciated or undervalued after we have this. And I don't want you to feel that because I do appreciate you and I do value you. And then usually I'll go into some things, say, for instance, if we're talking about something that somebody's showing up late or something, I will go into, you are doing such a good job with the patients. You are doing such a good job representing our brand. And what I'm trying to do is show respect for this person because we want them to feel safe. That's a big thing. You've heard me talk about psychological safety and silence before. You know, if people don't feel safe, a lot of times they're silent. They won't talk. They won't, they won't offer any suggestions. They won't bring up any issues. They're just silent, which, is, which stinks when people aren't safe because then you can't collaborate. But another part of having an unsafe environment is the, the violence. You know, we have the silence and the violence. The violence is when somebody is getting combative, when somebody's getting really angry and heated and defending their position. There's two parts to that element of not feeling safe. But, you know, when we want to have a safe environment, we want to show respect for the person. So what I always like to lead with is like, one, I'm saying what I want to avoid, what I'm concerned that they might feel. But then I'm going into showing them that I do respect them. I do appreciate them. I do value them. And I just want to talk about this one little thing. And then the other thing I want you to frame when you go into these conversations is that you're talking about your purpose. The purpose of this is I just want to have a healthy work environment. I want everybody to feel heard. I want everyone to feel that that everything is equitable here, that everything is fair. I had this conversation at my team meeting last Wednesday, and I said, hey, guys, I just want to reiterate the fact that I and myself and the leadership team, we have to make a lot of tough decisions here. And I just want you guys to all to know that our intentions are very good. We want the best for what's the best for the practice and the team and the patients. But it's hard to come up with solutions sometimes that everybody is happy with. So I just want everyone to offer us grace and compassion and just some understanding that these are difficult decisions that don't have black and white solutions. So when you go into these conversations, you want to hash out what you want to avoid, but you want to show that respect. But then you also want to say, what is the purpose of this conversation? What are we trying to achieve? Because then you've got a shared goal and then everyone's on the same page. And the main goal when you're going into these conversations is just that compassion, that understanding. You want that person to feel understood and heard and valued. And that's that empathetic listening. And it's just a skill of asking the right questions, just asking questions to seek understanding. You want to hear the other person's perspective. You want to hear where they're coming from. Because as I've said before, there is no right, there is no wrong, there is only different perspectives. So we want to ask questions and try to see, hey, where are you coming from? What is your interpretation? And how does this factor into how you feel? So it's just asking questions. Oh, why do you feel like that? Why do you feel this is this? Okay, and then paraphrasing back that understanding. So seeking understanding and showing and communicating that understanding. So I also like to say, what I'm hearing you say is this, 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 this. Is that right? And if it is, they say yes. If it's not, they clarify. So you continue to ask questions. Why do you feel like that? What made you feel like that? What do you think we could do? What do you think I could do as a leader? What do you think I should be doing? What can I do to help you with this, that? So we're just going through a question series and just trying to get understanding. And even if you don't decide the decision, it, it's not what that person wants, they will be much more happy with it if you sought out their input from it, you understood their position, you understood how they felt, and you explained and communicated that understanding, and you used that all in your decision-making. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, 
people don't always want to get their way. They're okay. You know, people know life is not fair and they're not going to get their way all the time. But what they do want is they want to feel valued and understood by their leadership. And the same thing, this is not just with your team. This is with your marriage. This is your spouse. This is as a parent. This is all that stuff. But they want to be valued, appreciated, understood. So when you go into these conversations, always know that you know, you're making difficult decisions. I'm just going to sum it up here. Seek the opinions of your team. Seek the information. Seek to understand. Think about the things you want from that conversation before you go into it. That's the planning part. And think about the things that you want to avoid, things that you want to avoid. And then you can lead into this by showing respect for the person that you're talking to and also communicating the things that you're nervous about, what you don't want them to feel, what you're nervous that they might feel, and then telling them how you appreciate and understand them and you value them, showing that mutual respect, and then also communicating what is the goal of this conversation. And then it just goes into questions, questions and paraphrasing that you understand. So if you can master these things, Mark Costas was on the podcast recently and he told his favorite quote is that Tim Ferriss quote, the amount of your success is equally proportional to the amount of difficult conversations you're willing to have. We have got to have difficult conversations. So you can't avoid them. And the more you avoid them, the more difficult these difficult conversations become as time goes on. And I say that as somebody who's, who has made that mistake, has avoided difficult conversations and let them get into big, big problems until I can no longer ignore them. And we always say the same thing. I should have addressed this months ago. So if you got something in your practice and with your marriage, with your kids, something like that, you got something you need to air out, you need to talk about. Hey, why don't you do it this week? Why don't you show up this week and get that done? Because I can't think of many conversations I've had that were difficult where I didn't walk out with both parties feeling pretty good about it but it's hard to go through. I get it. It's anxiety producing. So everybody have a great week. We're going to have a killer May and we will talk to you next week.